fueled by conversations about the world of creativity. Welcome to the Adventures in Creativity podcast with me, your tour guide, your host, David Swiduck. The adventure starts right now. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 74, and I'm usually Dave. This is the Adventures in Creativity podcast. Now, I, I want to uh, I want to take a trip, audio trip, I guess you could say. We're not going anywhere these days. Um, but let's visit Japan for a, a bit today. And I have something I wanted to talk about. It's, it's going to reference an article I'd written a couple of years back. And something that's even older than that. And we're going to talk about, and I apologize because I'm sure I am butchering my Japanese dialect and (laughs) pronunciation of words. So bear with me. I'm a northern Minnesota guy trying to wrap my head around how to pronounce a Japanese term. So bear with me. Don't laugh too hard if I've got this horribly wrong. Anyways... I'm going to talk to you guys about something called Shinrin Yoku. And what this is in, in Japan, it's, it's a practice that they've done for many, many years, apparently. Um, the word Shinrin in Japanese means forest and Yoku means bath. So what this phrase Shinrin Yoku means, it's, it's forest bathing is, is how they refer to it. Now, some of you may recognize this because it's something I wrote about a couple of years back. Um, essentially what it is, though, just kind of looking at a definition of it here, um, it's not necessarily getting out and exercising. It's not hiking or jogging or you know anything specific. It's just simply the act of being out in nature, connecting with it, allowing all of your senses to kind of come alive, your, you know, your sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch, all of that. Um, it's just a way to kind of let nature into you and let it center you. Now, what brought this up is, you know, a few years ago, I had heard about this in, in I believe it was about a, almost exactly two years ago. It looks like the article was written April 25th of 2018. So, Kind of uh, interesting timing. I didn't realize that. Um, it came up for me. I'm not going to read the whole article for you. I might grab a few snippets of it. And my article will be linked in the show notes. And you can certainly go check that out. But I realized that, you know, I, I grew up out in the country, in the, in the woods. I'm a northern Minnesota guy. I spend a ton of time outdoors, whether it be just, you know, hiking around or hunting and fishing or whatever it is. I just, I, I crave I love being outdoors and I just crave that fresh air and and the ability to just be out in nature, right? And I thought it was timely right now to share this with you and kind of bring back this this article I'd written a while back and give you guys some insight because I think it's something, this practice of forest bathing, I'm just going to call it that instead of the official Japanese term because I'm sure my pronunciation is terrible and I apologize again for that. Um, but forest bathing right now with all of the you know, chaos going around, the, the difficult things, I'm not going to complain about my situation because um, 
there's a lot there, but I know a lot of people have it worse and no one wants to, I, I don't want to focus on negative. No one wants to hear about more negative. Just know that uh, I'm going through personally with some family and, and different things going on here. Some of you know what's going on. Some of you know part of what's going on. And that's, that's enough, you know, just knowing that there's a lot of anxiety right now, a lot of fear, um, a lot of worry over family members, you know, things like that. And a lot of that, you know, with, with just the anxiety, this, this practice of forest bathing can be incredibly useful. Now, back in 2018, my, my opening paragraph here, it's, it's kind of eerie because it fits so well now. You know, opening paragraph of my article, sometimes life gets chaotic and we need to find a steady course through the chaos. Forest bathing may be the key to finding true north on your mental compass, but what the heck is that? And I go on to explain what this is, link some articles up, um, and it's a real thing. Now, as I mentioned in this article a while back, I had uh, stumbled across a couple articles by Mr. Patrick LaRoque, um, and he had mentioned this term called forest bathing. I was interested, um, you know, and the, his premise talked about how being in nature helped clear his mind. Just being in nature, breathing it in, you know, it, it brings a sense of peace. And there was a line in one of those articles, and I'm quoting my article here, that I loved, uh, talking about how he just sat there hearing the ticking of snow as it fell and hit his jacket. It That line brought me to the forest, and I can picture it in my head as I read that now, uh, because I've enjoyed that same moment you know, a million times. I wrote a thousand times over, but probably a million times. It, it never gets old, just that soft sound of the, the snow hitting the jacket and hitting the, the land around you. Now... What I realized with this is that this is something, because I grew up out in the country, I'd been doing it for years. I had no clue there was a name for this, no clue there was a, a you know, long-time Japanese practice that, that did this stuff. But what I did know is that since I was very young, whenever life got a little chaotic, whenever I felt like things were kind of spinning out of control... Um, you know, I'd look down at that compass and I find it funny I use that term true north because it's something I've come to use more often recently with this, with adventures and creativity and something I really believe in. So it looks like the the seeds of this whole idea have been planted from, from quite a while back. But anyways, I, I digress. Um, for me, getting out in nature is one of those things that just absolutely can help, even if for just a short time kind of just bring things back into focus, um, help ease a little bit of the concerns. You realize that life is still going on as the birds are flying around and the squirrels are running and the, and the other animals. Everything's happening still. And if you can just pause and soak it in, it's, it's, it's just such a calming factor. Um, and with everything that's going on right now for all of us as creatives and as people, I thought this was very appropriate. Now, as I put in this article, you know, I, my, I, I write a headline in here saying, great, so you're a hippie practicing some new age nature therapy. So what? How does that relate to anything photographic? And substitute creative for photographic. Now, I'm going to quote this part here. Um, so just bear with me. I can totally imagine people reading this and having that exact thought. 
I assure you I'm not into any new age anything and I'm certainly no hippie, but it does relate to photography for me because I tend to find myself making photos out in nature more often than I shoot any other type of work. This still holds true. I don't think that's a coincidence. Being born and raised with nature literally steps away from my door. I have a strong appreciation and respect for nature. I hunt, fish, hike, and explore anytime I get the chance. I also respect the natural world and try to never take anything for granted when I'm out there. While out enjoying nature, if you open yourself up to the wonders around you, you'll start to see and feel the amazing details that play out every day. Details and events that occur with or without people to witness it. Dramatic slices of daily life that may never get a chance, that many never, excuse me, many never get a chance to take in because they either don't enjoy nature or they haven't found this ability to just be present when out in the woods. These are the things I find my camera pointed towards more often than not. Small sections of this crazy world that somehow give a sense of calm amidst the chaos. Now, for me, as my, my photography's gone, that's expanded where, you know, I, I love finding these small slices of life, not just in nature, but in the small towns I live in, in the house, you know, whatever it might be. But for you and I as creatives, this is something where, you know, when everything just feels like it's kind of spinning out of control, being out in nature, it just helps you relax. I mean, there's scientific studies, and I referenced some of these in the article about how being just letting nature in, feeling that stillness, the sounds, the smells on a quiet day or the soothing hum on a windy day, just letting nature in can actually help you physically with everything from uh, your blood pressure to boosting your immune systems. For me personally, my takeaway is that what it does most importantly is help you let go of stress, even if it's temporarily. Helps you find a little bit of peace, gives you clarity, gives you time to just breathe and relax, which is going to let you recharge creatively. Um, you know, in, in the stillness, as I write in the article, in the stillness of the forest, your mind is free to wander and dream. Problems seem easier to solve. Ideas flow just a little faster. You know, it's something where I don't know how to explain it. And let me let me tell you a story about the last few weekends. Hey, guys, you know, I'm terrible at remembering to give you guys the details in terms of where to find me. Keep up to date with the podcast and all of that general housekeeping kind of stuff. So listen up, because I've got all the details for you right now. First, to keep up with everything I've got going on here with Adventures in Creativity, simply visit AICpod.com. There you'll find show notes, various ways to listen to the episodes, and links on how to subscribe in the most popular podcast apps, including Spotify. AICpod.com is also where you'll find articles on all sorts of creativity-related topics, as well as all the links to social media so you can find and follow me there. So that's it. Pretty simple. Visit AICpod.com. Be sure to reach out via social media as well. And pro tip, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. Now, back to this week's adventure. As some of you may know, I have uh, kind of quarantined my wife and kids away from me because I work in the public eye. And I am terrified of bringing something home to them. And I've avoided my parents and family, everyone except for work, basically. 
And because I work in the public and am deemed an essential employee, um, I'm very, very worried about this. And right now, my dad is sick. He got sick a little over a week ago, spent a little time in the ER. Turns out he's got pneumonia, has all the symptoms of coronavirus, however, is not getting a test because he's not severe enough. Although in the follow-up appointment with his doctor, they basically said, yeah, it looks like that's what you've got. Um, we're just not going to test you unless it takes a turn for the worse. So he's home quarantined. Um, he and my mom both have underlying health issues in the past, a cancer battle, heart issues, all this stuff. And I'm terrified. And I miss my family so incredibly much. I mean, I, I can't even put into words just how, let alone the anxiety and all of that uh, about the worry and everything else, but just coming home from work or on the weekend, waking up, open, you know, walking out of my bedroom door and seeing my kids' rooms empty, seeing all of their stuff everywhere in the house still. And knowing they're not there, knowing that all I want to do in the worst way possible is just hug and snuggle and, and be with my, my wife and kids. And sorry, for, for their safety, for our safety and in to try and keep them as safe as possible, we've made the decision to kind of move them in with, with our in-laws, uh, my, with my in-laws, my wife's parents, which is, is good. I'm, I'm happy that we have that opportunity to do that. Not a lot of people do, but it's hard. It's so hard. And you know, during the week I'm at work, I can't do anything about getting out of nature too much. A little bit after work, but on the weekends for the last few weeks, um, I have been spending as much time as possible out in the woods. And, you know, there's been times when I'm questioning what I'm doing even because there's there was still so much snow for most of that. This weekend was, it's getting a lot better. We had some warm temps, it's melted, but... Most of the last three to four weeks that I've been out in the woods and, and doing this, I've been in snow up to my knees, putting on four and five and six miles in just trudging through this stuff, just being out in nature, letting it soak in, trying to clear my head, trying to let go of the anxiety. And you know what? It helps. I, I still come home. It doesn't, it's not a magic cure. I come home. And I see that empty house and I FaceTime with my wife and kids and that sadness is there tonight. Actually, as I record this, it's Sunday, um, had gotten done with dinner and washing the dishes and stuff. And my wife called and said to her and the kids were out on a little bike ride. Cause they're, my in-laws are, are only actually a few blocks away. And so her and the kids were out on a bike ride and asked if they could swing by and you know, stop out and see them. And I got to see my wife and kids in person for the first time. It's the first time I see my kids in like three weeks other than FaceTime. And first time I seen my wife in like two weeks. And man, it was so hard not to just want to hug them. But being in nature like this, allowing yourself to practice this art of forest bathing at least for a little while I think it helps 
release some of that anxiety. And honestly, I think it has lasting impact, even though it doesn't feel like it just because there's so much anxiety right now. But if you can get out, I think what it does is help kind of take the edge off in the most natural of ways. You know, fresh air. Myself, I'll admit, when I've been out, I've been doing a little more than just being in nature. I've been pushing myself physically through this snow and everything else because at least if I'm tired, I can come home and relax a little bit. And then I'm tired, I can go to sleep at night and it's less time I have to think about it. But, I mean, that's is what it is. We all try and cope to get through things the, the, the best ways we can. And it's it's to me, it's better that than reaching for a bottle or, you know, something like that. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But I wanted to bring this up to you guys because I really think for all of us, you know, our governments and, and everyone are, are saying, get outside, get some fresh air, get some exercise. And I think there's a reason for that. You know, I, I really feel like being able to just be outside let nature wash over you, let it, and I'm not talking about anything weird, like rolling around in the dirt or nothing. I'm talking about just let the wind hit you, let the sunlight soak in, let the sounds of what you're hearing, the birds, the squirrels, whatever animals in the neighborhood you might hear in the background, the dogs next door, or neighbor's dogs are barking. Um, just let those sounds, those smells, everything, let it just wash over you. The one thing that I, I am a little confused about is they, they mentioned in one of these articles, let the taste of nature. And I guess if you're breathing through your mouth, you, there is certain times of the year that the smell, there's a certain just crispness or like in the fall when the dirt is turning over and, you know, things are starting, the leaves are starting to rot and it's just this unique smell, beautiful smell of fall. Or maybe you're picking some fresh berries or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't recommend tasting nature. I mean, don't go tasting tree branches and grass and you know dirt or nothing like that. Obviously, but I, I really do think, and I, and I hope you guys take a look at this article that I wrote because I go into a little more detail. I know I'm a little rambly here tonight, and I apologize for getting a little. Uh, a little personal, a little choked up, and probably a, a little boring on that front. My, my apologies, guys. But I wanted to find something. I, I'm not going to lie. I almost skipped an episode this week because with everything else going on, the anxiety and the sadness of missing my family and all of this worry, you know, my parents, everything, I just, I, my brain would not would not function, would not work. And, and I could not think of something that I could share with you guys that would give you at least a little bit of value, give you at least a, a a little bit of a boost in these difficult times, you know, because we're seeing everywhere right now people saying, during this lockdown, this is a great time to tackle creative projects and do this and do that. And that's great because maybe for some people, th that's what's getting them through it. And that's awesome. But I also I also know that there's a lot of you like myself where my creativity has nosedived. It's all I can do just functioning every day just to not let the anxiety and the, the sadness of missing my family overwhelm me. And so the creativity side, I, I've been stuck and that's okay. And what I have done though is made a point on the weekends 
to spend some good quality time out in nature, taking a look around, letting the sounds and the smells. I mean, there's there's something I saw today which always kind of fascinates me a little bit. It's it's such a weird thing where in the woods, as as all this heavy snow is melting, where it's just freshly melted and grasses have been matted down and stuff, you see it's probably like a mold or something, but it looks like someone like the spiders or something have spun this intricate web over large sections where the snow has just melted. Nothing's had a chance to disturb it yet, and it's kind of this really cool-looking thing. You know, there's just so much out in nature that can help you out. So I hope, guys, that you guys are doing well. First and foremost, that's that's my first thought and, and wish for you guys. I hope if you are tackling creative projects, you're finding this time to be very productive and amazing. I hope, you know, if, if you're in that mood and you're you're in that zone, ride it out. And I look forward to seeing all of the amazing stuff that comes out of this. Because, you know, historically, in times like this, when these kind of worldwide tragic things happen, um, that's when we see some of the best art come out of it. And it's exciting. I mean, when you look at the, the, the Renaissance painters, they came out of a very dark time, you know, in their era. You look at, you know, so many advances and kind of new creative things, films and music and all this stuff. So I know there's a lot of you guys that are just like in your zone and you're creating some amazing work and that is incredible. And I know there's a lot of you who are like me who just, you're just trying to get through and the anxiety is, is too much. And I really hope for both of you groups you know, those that are struggling and those that are just in a creative zone. During this time and after, I hope that you take some time to get out in nature. It doesn't have to be the deep woods or anything, just in nature. Relax, take it all in, let it help ease a little bit of stress for you, and see just how much of an impact it has on your creative well-being, recharging your creativity, and even just your mental and emotional feeling, you know, the, the way that your mindset is. I think Shinrin-yoku or forest bathing is something that can really help. So guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm a little long today, but I hope you guys are well. Like I said, take care of each other. Stay six feet apart. Keep washing your hands, covering your coughs, all of that, and we'll get through this. And I hope you guys are able to find a way to keep keep the anxiety under control, keep the creative juices flowing in some way, shape, or form. And until next week, stay on the lookout for your own adventures in creativity, and I'll see you right back here with a brand new episode And I have no idea what we'll talk about, but I will be here. I'm going to do my best to be here. And if I can't be here, I'll make sure and let you know as well. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you then.